Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast. Sean and Lynette here. And this podcast is all about helping you create connection through uncontrollable change. Yeah. And today we're going to talk about how to get on the same page through life change. Okay. This can be really challenging uh, because it's easy to misread our intentions and we can fall short of one another's expectation. And so we're going to share with you guys a few nuggets from our book, Marriage in Transition. Make sure that you get a copy. We have it on audiobook. You can get it a digital download, you know, all that good stuff. So make sure you get it if you haven't gotten it yet. You ready, Lynette? I am. Okay. So let's Let's go. Okay, so Lynette, do you remember all of high school with our three teenagers? Yes. I like to call it high school pandemonium. It was indeed a pandemonium. Mm -hmm. Um, So our kids are very close in age. So at one time we had a senior, junior, and then a freshman. freshman. Yeah. And so we've always wanted, (laughs) encouraged our kids to be active in everything that they do. Mm -hmm. So baseball season, uh, not baseball, basketball season, volleyball season, golf season, choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, of course they were active at church. Yep. And so pretty much almost every night of the week, yeah. somebody had something. Yeah. And they were all involved in like leadership programs. Yeah. And then there was also Community the process stuff. of scholarships, yep. um, college uh, campus college tours. tours. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot that we were dealing with all at the same time. Plus, the simple fact is they were teenagers. Yeah. Lord God <laughs> Almighty. Um, and so anybody out there who has teenagers, you completely understand what we're going through. Uh, just imagine all the needs that you're still trying to give toddlers, but at the same time, they think they're grown. Yes. And so <laughs> they eat a lot. Your budget changes. Oh, my gosh. They're emotional. Like the fact the electric mm-hmm. bill goes up oh, yeah. by like 20, 30 percent. Yeah, because people don't want, they just won't switch off a light switch when they ain't in the room. Come on yeah. here, somebody. Don't get on your nerves. They don't clean right? up behind. Okay, no, this yeah, is yeah. not a podcast about kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but during that time. What also happened as all of their life schedules changed, the house became a mess. Yeah. Um, They barely cleaned their rooms. And honestly, they barely were there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was working extra. You were working overtime as Mm -hmm. well. And then we were always at some choir concert, basketball season. We were driving somewhere. Their friends would come over. So the house was just a mess. Yep. And... It was driving you nuts. So I always grew up like in a clean home, right? So I, it's it's just the way it was. Like I lived almost in a model home. She thinks cleanliness is next to godliness. It is. I'm telling you. I'm still <laughs> trying to find the scripture, it's but it's in there. there. I'm you can't telling find you, it. It's in there somewhere. But I wanted a clean. That's what I grew up in. So mm-hmm. that's what I wanted our kids to grow up in. That's what I wanted our family in. And so I always thought, you know, clean up behind yourself. You mm-hmm. never know who's going to come over to the house. Yeah. Make sure everything looks good and smells good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you probably got like a huge amen corner going on right yeah. now for all the listeners out there. But the issue was now you were asking for the house to be clean perpetually. Yep. Perpetually. And we were at a point to where we heard you, but <laughs> you weren't getting much action. <laughs> I started to take offense to you guys ignoring me. Yeah. Yeah. And it got to a point where, you know, long story short, she was really frustrated. I could see it on her face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seemed like the kids were 
almost to a degree being disrespectful. Yep. Um, but they weren't intentionally trying to be that way. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, working on finals. They were, you know, practicing for recitals. They were, yeah, they were yeah. doing, they were being responsible. Yeah. But just not, you know, cleaning was at the bottom of their responsibility. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so what we ended up doing, you and I, I saw you one day and I could I, I could tell that you were just at a point where you were about to snap. Mm-hmm. And you're not usually the person who would have um, an out of control temper, but I could tell it was kind of rising and rising <laughs> on the inside. So I was like, you know, let's talk about this. And we had a whole discussion about it. And you begin to voice your opinion about how you weren't being heard. And then we called a big family meeting yeah. and we talked to the kids about it and it kind of worked for a little bit, but then it, you know, eventually they kind of fell back into their ways. But what happened in me was that I became a partner with you to try to produce what it was that you needed, mm-hmm. uh, which was number one to be heard. Yeah. But at the same time, you needed to change your expectations mm-hmm. of how often the house would be clean because realistically we were in a different stage of our lives. And even though, like you said, your family dynamic growing up was this, this idyllic picture that you had in your mind, but now in our own home, we couldn't bring in that exact family dynamic. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for those of you all who you grew up a certain way, but now you've merged with someone who may not share those same values or that same culture. You have to realize that you guys are creating your own family map and what that looks like is unique. And so you guys have to communicate really well to say, yeah. okay, what, where can we negotiate? Well, you know? I think the beginning of that conversation was really getting to the root of why I wanted a clean house. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just because I was being you know, a princess, you know, so to speak, or, you know, I was being a diva, Mm -hmm. but one of my, I know this is going to sound weird, but one of my strengths is restorative. Mm -hmm. And for me, when things are out of order is it's personally, it's hard for me to relax. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to think. And so if I don't have a clean room to go to, then in my mind, yeah. I'm thinking about all the things that need to be done rather than I can sit here with a cup of tea and a book in my hand and yeah. chill. It's and like a relax. dysfunctional atmosphere leads yes. to a distracted mind. Yeah. So, so I think it's getting yeah. to, you know, on your journey to making the home work for you or in the tr- times of transition, I think you really have to get underneath to the root of why you want things the way well, you want an- them. Another thing was because of that, once I understood that, then I also understood why it was important for us to then come underneath mm-hmm. and support you in that time of need for you. But then at the same time, there there was a little give and take Absolutely. that had to happen to where you understood that our motive wasn't disrespect to mm-hmm. you, but that it was just, we're just busy and we don't share that same perspective. Right. Um, so that being said, we found ourselves saying, okay, what do we do now that we're going through this season of change? And we were focusing on getting on the same page through life change. Mm-hmm. That was our moment of high school pandemonium where yeah. we, we had to adjust. Now all three of them are in college and it's a different level of change. They still don't clean that much though, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a different season. Yeah. We figured it out. We moved past it. And there are four stages of adjusting to change. And this is really huge with the marriage and transition because 
um, you you both are going to face these four stages, but you're progressing through these stages on different uh, time Times, frames, yes. right? And so due to the fact that you're processing them and hitting these stages in different time frames means that you guys may miss one another's emotions. Mm-hmm. You may miss uh, interpret each other's uh, reactions to different seasons of change. So the four seasons are shock and disorientation, the second one is anger with other emotional responses. The third one is where you're coming to terms with the new normal. And the fourth one is accepting and moving forward. And so imagine um, all of a sudden something happens. Your child goes in the hospital or you lose your job or a loved one passes yeah. away. And all of a sudden you're going through shock yep. and disorientation. Oh, my God. I can't believe that this mm-hmm. just happened. Well, one of you may respond to that more deeply than the other person and the other person, their shock may be a week, you know, and for another person, they're still like really wounded Mm -hmm. by the fact that this has happened. I can't believe this crisis is taking place. The second is anger or other emotional responses. Well, a spouse may be saying, I'm really feeling this and I'm hurt by this and I'm going through it. And the other person just seems like not, not phased. They, they moved all. on. Yeah. You at know, least on the outside. And yeah. what, when, when I'm in the trenches, yeah, I want to feel like you're with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I if wanna... I cry, you cry. <laughs> yeah. You better throw some water on your face and act yeah, like yeah, you cry. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I want to know that you're with me, yeah. you know? And so, uh, what happens when your spouse seems not emotional, but yeah. you're in the middle of all your emotions? Mm-hmm. You could interpret that improperly and you could think that they don't care. But what it is, is they're already on stage three right. where they're coming to terms with the new normal. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, it's a fire. It is what I it is. I was shocked. I lost the painting. Yep. It's burned up. <laughs> right. But now let's get some water and yeah. let's put this thing out. And and so the last one is acceptance and moving forward. And I think that the only way to get to that point of acceptance and moving forward is that you have to begin to acknowledge your feelings, explore the facts of what you're going through, and you have to find a way to stay positive. Yeah. And then you begin to draw on your support networks. But right? like you said before you listed the, the, the four stages is you don't know where your spouse is. Mm-hmm. And so you can't rush them or you can't make them be on your stage. You know, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense of, like you said, one person may be more emotional than the other, or one person may be emotional while the other person may be on the stage of wanting to fix it. Yeah. Well, the person who's wanting to fix it may need to be a little bit patient mm-hmm. because the other one is still in shock or uh-huh. the other one yep. is still dealing with the anger. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important that regardless of where your spouse may be, that you serve them, that you're patient mm-hmm. and that you give them whatever they need with in that stage. Yeah. So if we were to go back, you were at a point of shock and disorientation at first yep. with the fact that here it is. We used to maintain this nice, clean home. Family dinners every night. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was big for that us. That was huge. You know, having family time, sitting down, eating with them. You know, we had this really intimate, you know. Rhythm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was just disrupted by all of our schedules. And for you, that was bothering you. Mm-hmm. And then, so you lost control of you know, dinner time and family time, the kids were gone for the majority of the day. We were at work all the time mm-hmm. and barely saw each other just in a normal romantic flow. Right. And then all of a sudden everybody got home and the house was a mess. So everything that was your normal got disrupted. Well, for me, 
I was already on coming to terms with a new normal. I had accepted it, and I'm moving forward. It is what it is in yeah. my mind. And you were stuck at stage number two yeah. where you were angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you you said that I can't force the other person through the stages or we can't force people through the different stages. But what you can do is help facilitate an atmosphere that gives them um, the yes. freedom to process it, but then also that helps them navigate forward yeah. uh, from that position. And and that means you guys have to communicate. You have to have times where you all come together and have essential discussions yep. that will help you all move forward. And so what we would talk about is a weekly tune-up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And weekly tune-ups are game changers. If, and, and there are a lot of couples who we know uh, and who we've counseled in the past that don't meet to have an, an effective, essential conversation where they actually release what it is that's going on in their minds yeah. and what's on their hearts. And I'm telling y'all, I know this sounds simple, but this is huge. You need what we call a weekly tune-up. And basically, a weekly tune-up is about 35 to 45 minutes where you and your spouse sit down together and you have uninterrupted time yep. to discuss at least one issue that's on your heart. Yep. Right. This is life changing stuff. Right. (laughs) You can start off that meeting with a little praise where you celebrate some of the great things that have taken place that week. There is something that your spouse did right. There's something good. There's a wow moment. Yeah. And and you you. need to celebrate it. Yeah. Yeah. And and then I think the next thing after you get done celebrating, you give a little praise for what they've done. Then you can address a certain issue that may be on your heart. Something may have happened in that past week or. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be huge. It could be something real small. In Lynette's case, in this example they were using, it was just a chores. Yeah. In another case, for me, there was a point where our schedules had gotten out of sync. And sexually, we were just like on different pages. Yep. Right. And I was at a point where I was like, well, look at here. Come on. I, I, hey. And my hormones were just like. No. <laughs> and so, so <laughs> no. we had we had some issues up in here. We got to talk, right? And so <laughs> some of you all are at a place where you've you've literally fallen out of sync in some very important areas, but you're holding it in. Yeah. And and you're and, and you know what? There's no reason for you to hold it in. Yeah. You if if both couples are willing to meet, that's what I was about to say, and they're willing to control. allow each other to talk you, about it, you, no one is uh, detaining you right. from sitting down and meeting with your spouse. Yeah. Um, now I know sometimes you may have your spouse may be a little difficult. Um, maybe they aren't a talker. Maybe they, you know, don't want to um, open up. What do you do for a spouse who is? Just doesn't want to communicate. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the point of the meeting isn't to come in and accuse. The whole purpose of the meeting is to come in and to gain understanding. Mm-hmm. And so it's an opportunity to say, like, let's come together again. We're going to celebrate who we are. I'm going to praise you for the things that you've done really well. But I do have a question about, hey, when this incident happened, yes. it made me feel like this. Can you explain to me what you were what you were thinking? Yep. Right. Can you explain to me what was on your heart or what you meant by this? And most times what I've discovered in our relationship and with most couples that we've walked through this is that it was a great misunderstanding mm-hmm. while the other person did not even know. They weren't even aware of the fact that you were being neglected. Um, I remember I was 
was keeping score when it came time for sex. And I was like, hey, that was one week missed. That's two weeks missed. And in my mind, I'm keeping score. And she would be like, no, it's just been a week. And I'm like, no, it's not been a week. It's been it's been two weeks and 35 hours and 55 minutes. You know what I mean? In my brain, I'm processing this thing like way off. So I'm all angry. Yeah. Because it's like it was in my brain, it had been formalized that it was intentional yeah. uh, or, or that there was something selfish on your end. So I'm reading into things that actually weren't there. And yeah. so I was in anger and, and I was I was refusing to come in terms mm-hmm. with a new normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was in that discussion that we had that we were able to get some clarity. In other time, in, in other words, you started counseling yourself. Yes. And when you counsel yourself yep. through pain. Mm-hmm. You come out with a painful conclusion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and and it's dangerous. And so, what we want to encourage you guys to do is, you need to ask the right questions that help you all move forward when you're in those key moments of transition. Right? I, I'll say this: when you're juggling life's changes, it can be challenging. And part of the reason why, and and we say this a lot, is that you may not even realize that you're in that transition. Right. The 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 way we landed in high school with three kids in high school was just so unique. But it wasn't like it, 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 no one walked up to us and said, hey, Sean, Lynette, you guys are going to have to adjust everything that you expect mm-hmm. once your kids get in high school. And when all three of your kids are there, your schedule is going to be jacked up and it's going to throw off your whole rhythm. Yeah. Right. No one said that to us. Right. No one's there to come in and sound an alarm to say, hey, you're in this new transition with this new season. That's something that we would have needed to pick up on a whole lot sooner. But the problem was we weren't in a specific mm-hmm. rhythm of being able to have the conversations to say, how are we doing? Yep. Is everything flowing according to our plan? The culture of our home is shifting. We can talk about it sooner because we have these once a week meetings. But since we didn't have it, you know, transition snuck upon us, but we hadn't adjusted to the new level of life. So I remember this just came to my mind when we first got married. I remember there were nights we were on our way to bed or to sleep and we would ask one another, how am I doing? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And it was so simple mm-hmm. and it was so subtle and it was so sweet. Um, and then we would say, oh, you're doing good. And, oh, you could have done this or, oh, if you could. And it was so sweet and it mm-hmm. was so innocent. But little did we know Man. that was the beginning. We should have maintained that. Mm-hmm concept within our marriage. You know, when you're first married, you know, of course you're transitioned from single into marriedhood. So you're, you're getting adjusted there. But if we would have just kept that concept Mm -hmm. of that question, how am I doing? Yeah. How can I serve you better? Yes. You know, are you, are you happy? You know, are we doing the things that that you want to do. All of these questions that you're asking require two things. Number one, you're actually communicating, mm-hmm. which is is huge. And that's why we provide uh, a free discussion guide because when you're asking the right questions, it gives you the opportunity to answer them yep. um, honestly and then to begin to have a dialogue about where you all are within those four stages of change. So make sure that you guys go to exomarriage.com forward slash transition so you can get to the free discussion guide, right? What, what I found was that as I ask questions, if I lead with questions, then I'm opening myself up to hear what's on your heart. Mm. 
And if I genuinely love you and I'm not trying to be a jerk, <laughs> then I'm just listening and I'm not learning. to respond. Yes. Right. Not to not to come back at you with my proofs mm -hmm. and and to defend my, you know, point of view. But I come to serve. Marriage is serving. If you want a synonym for marriage, it is to serve. That's what it is. We are in this thing to serve the other person and meet their need. We're most like Christ when we're serving other people. When we're not being takers, but when we're being givers, when we're generous in our lives, that's when we're most like yeah. God. God so loved the world that he gave. gave. The action verb, the action word of love is is best displayed in our lives when we're serving one another. And so when, when I come to that point where I'm able to ask you, hey, what's on your heart? Yeah. Uh, why are you... Why are you so angry? It's just the dishes. Yeah. You know, and for you, it's, it's like, no, it's the, the dishes. dishes that's been there for three days. You know, and for her, it was and like, I can't rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been asking and I have, you know, said this and I'm being ignored. And all of a sudden I realized the queen of the house is feeling like she has no authority in her own domain. That wasn't fair to you. Right. And so we all had to repent and we all had to come up with a system of chores. And so we began to adjust to now that new level. And it, it actually can work and it gets better. The problem is when you hold it in for a long time, you don't have a release valve. And so you start mm -hmm. to believe, as you say, you're interpreting mm -hmm. your pain and it becomes a painful outcome. It's starting right? to simmer. All of a sudden That's it begins good. to simmer and you, you lose hope yeah. because you think, oh, since it hasn't changed, it can't change. And the truth is we really just haven't walked through yeah. the right steps, the right questions and having the right conversations that actually lead to a plan that'll bring you guys out of that season, actually being closer than you were before yes. because you learned, mm -hmm. as you said a few minutes you ago, you learned something new. Yeah. yeah. The lens on your life begins to change. Okay. And so guys, we thank you all so much for joining us on this podcast episode we're grateful for your time and and we really 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 want to encourage you if you have not yet make sure that you guys get marriage in transition you can check it out at marriageintransition.com god bless y'all